0: eyes peeled everyone it's time for the full 10 yards
1: college football podcast
0: And welcome back to the Full Ten Yards College podcast. Uh, we're back again. I uh, hope you enjoyed last week's two episodes, just one this week from us. Uh, but again, it's myself and Tom Borrett who will be taking you through the key games throughout the calendar. So yeah, get your red pens out, get your circles drawing on these calendars and when we're going to start setting these dates and these weeks, for these matchups. And we'll be also highlighting sort of uh, our picks and you know the key matchups within those games. Uh, so yeah, just before we get started, obviously I'll just mention his name. Tom, we'll bring you in. How are you, mate? You Okay.
1: Very well, thank you. Good to speak to you again, Lee. Uh, looking forward to uh, running through these exciting college football matchups for uh, for the listeners.
0: Yeah, definitely, and obviously, it's you know it's a matter of matter of hours away, almost we can say. Uh, so yeah, it's getting really close, and obviously, it's uh, it's been a long <laughs> wait. It feels. It has
1: indeed. Yeah, very exciting indeed. Week zero. What a, what a godsend that is. Um, yeah, ready for ready for midnight Saturday.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Are you up to anything on Saturday in preparation, or you know, have you got anything <laughs> that might sort of take you out?
1: Well, no, the thing—I actually have a friend's birthday, um, so uh, there's meant to be—we're uh, so meant to be out on Saturday during the daytime. But I've already pre-warned them that there's no danger of me uh, spending the evening out with them. Unfortunately for them, um, <laughs> I will be uh, heading straight back to uh, to make sure I'm back in time to catch Florida Miami. Definitely, that, that
0: is commitment. Nice, it, well. is, it is. I've uh, I've got a wedding myself oh, on dear. Saturday day, so. Uh, <laughs> Maybe I don't know. I'm, I've set, I've just set actually as I got in from work today. I've actually just set it to record on BT. Um, so you know if I don't quite make it, I'll be watching it in the morning on Sunday. So. Yeah, I think that's fair enough
1: with a wedding. Yeah. Too, so. <laughs>
0: yeah. So it's, it's one that I can't really get out of as well. It's my uh, it's my sister's. No, it's my girlfriend's sister. Sorry. So yeah, <laughs> yeah it so it's uh, someone pretty close to us. So yeah, yeah can't really get away from that one. <laughs> anyway, oh, week zero. Let's get straight into it. Obviously, we're going to start off with the Miami versus Florida. Game game which will be as i said live on bt sport for anyone in the uk who's listening um starting from midnight right until 3 30 in the morning so quite a late one to get you get your caffeine fix in everyone uh, <laughs> and obviously this game is in orlando now obviously tom we from this game last week and obviously we went into the miami quarterback situation it's all eyes on jaren williams for this one really isn't it after he's won the starting job
1: yeah 100 um i mean as i said there's 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 not much that I'd sort of done research-wise prior to this game. Um, all eyes will be on him, as you mentioned, and, and yeah, I mean he's he's obviously he's obviously highly regarded with um, with the coaching staff and Manny Diaz at the U. Because if, if Tate Martel's now looking at a position move, then um, Jaron Williams is obviously their guy. So yeah, all eyes on him
0: yeah for sure i i did a little bit of research actually just before we came on um just after work today actually watched a couple of interviews with him watched a couple of like highlight films obviously from his, from his high school days more than anything else and i know it, you know when you are clearly the best player on the field uh, at all times when you are in high school you obviously look incredible all the time which obviously these sort of highly touted uh high school slash early college career prospects always look um so yeah no he looks good obviously a good dual threat and one of the interesting things. Uh, was with the first interview I watched with him because I think just on a little side note for anyone sort of into scouting or just watching college football, I think it's really important to look at interviews as well. Just cause it gives you an insight into the character of the player rather than just like what he is like on the field. Because obviously we see people fall out of the league all the time for character concerns, and obviously when it comes to draft season, people bring up red flags for character, and and it's a big part of the evaluation. Anyway, the first person that Jaron Williams mentioned was Michael Vick. Uh, and I think that's quite interesting to see is that someone that he kind of looks up to and that'll be someone that he's trying to emulate. And obviously we know how much of a superstar Michael Vick was in the college game and you know, to a certain degree in the NFL as well. Uh, so, yeah, no, know he looks like a confident young man, quite laid back, but also like, you know, the moment wasn't going to phase him. So, yeah, I'm really impressed by him actually. I'm really looking forward to actually now I've looked into him a little more. I'm really looking forward to sort of seeing what he can bring to the table on, yeah. uh, on Saturday evening.
1: Yeah, definitely. 100%. Uh... It's definitely going to be exciting. Um, I know it's probably a way too early and I'm sort of jumping off the Jaron Williams hype already, but I'm sure you've seen reports um, over the last week as well about Tate Martel taking snaps at uh, wide receiver in practice. Um, what, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think there's any chance that we'll see um,
0: see Martel out on, uh, on the field? I mean, maybe not in this game, but maybe as the season goes on, obviously it might maybe a little bit early, early days for him to sort of get some snaps at wide receiver now. But you know, they might they might have worked on a play or two and and work him in in some some regard for a couple of plays maybe. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. But you know, he's obviously got the athleticism. Of I think we talked about this in our group chat the other day, didn't we? we He's definitely got the athleticism. He's it's a bit of a strange one, but I guess like you know, there's players that have gone both ways really, gone from wide receiver to quarterback quarterback to wide receiver.
1: Yeah, and I think the one um, thing that stands out, sorry, the one thing that stands out for me the most is I think a lot of the chat around Tate is often about his character and if, he's, if he can't handle sort of not being the top guy and that's why he's left at higher State because Justin Fields is coming in. Mm-hmm, but I mean, mm-hmm. for me personally, if, if he is willing to do that and he's willing to make a, a, a position change of that sort of magnitude this late on in his career, then it kind of speaks volumes to me that he just does want to be on the pitch and he does want to sort of make it as far as he can. So I think that's... Um, Yeah, fair play to Tate on that
0: one. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, if Manny Diaz has obviously sat down with him and and obviously gone through probably all three quarterbacks and said that, you know, Jaron Williams is going to be the starter. And, you know, some people would go into the shell and and sulk, really, let's be honest. And and Tate's obviously not doing that and that's fair play to him. And hopefully, you know, hopefully be able to carve out a role for himself, whether that'll be a wide receiver or whether that's, you know, being ready to be the backup. Because I would imagine that you know, I think we've we've talked about him, Cozy Perry, haven't we? And, you know, he's yeah. not great. And, you know, <laughs> hopefully you'd, you'd like to think that Mattel's going to be at least ahead of him.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'd think so as well. But, um, yeah, just again, really interesting to see him um, tra- uh, training at wide receiver as well. Absolutely. Um, but, yeah, so obviously good points on Jaron. Looking forward to seeing how he goes. But for me personally, the favourites being Florida in this game. What are your thoughts? Obviously, Dan Mullinside finishing strong last year. 11 to a 10 and three season ranked seventh nationally. What, what what do you what do you reckon? Is it is it who who's got this game for you?
0: I would I would like to go with Miami. I'm really interested. Oh, maybe okay. I, maybe I'm maybe I'm um, kind of I made a late decision on this one as I've sort of done my research on Jaron Williams. I'm just really interested to see how he does. I know it's yeah. early days oh, like in his that. career. And yeah, I think I think Miami are a pretty decent team. I think Florida obviously lost some some talented players to the draft last year into the NFL. So yeah, and obviously it's on neutral field. So. You know, the, the neither team has that sort of um, home field advantage. So yeah, no, I'm going to go for Miami in this one. You're going for Florida, then in that case.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. I've, I mean, I've got Florida <laughs> picked in that one, but yeah, no, really, really refreshing actually to hear you say that and those points about Miami because I think most people probably would pick Florida mm. um, in this game. So yeah, definitely, um, definitely looking forward to that.
0: We'll see, and then obviously that whets the appetite for the next game, which is Arizona at Hawaii.
1: Yes, later on the in in the afternoon a double whammy of week zero football.
0: Yeah, definitely definitely won't be staying up for this one. Obviously no, it's no. kicking off at three thirty in the UK. Uh, but no, interested to see this. I will definitely be looking this up um, after the fact. But I think this is a bit of Khalil Tate versus Cole McDonald to draft eligible QBs that you know kicking off their season with everyone watching. Because obviously everyone is you no know, there's no other games going on, so everyone's going to be watching week zero. And I've spoke about because will take quite a lot. Uh, I think he's healthy after his injury hit campaign. He's had Heisman buzz before, so I'm I'm going to be really forward to him getting out there. Yeah, yeah,
1: I'm, I'm excited to see see how the game goes as well. As I said, not no no expert on well, Arizona uh, or Hawaii, really. But I mean. Um... I I did I did notice Cole McDonald last year watching highlights and watching Hawaii start off their season very well. So um yeah again all eyes will obviously be be on that match. So um I'm sure it'll be exciting. And yeah, I really liked Cole McDonald like actually from his interviews last year and sort mm. of the way he was with the, with the team. Um and yeah, he looks like a pretty solid quarterback. So um yeah. I I'll, I'll, I'll be I'll be tuning
0: in for that as well. Definitely. I think, um, yeah, I think they're getting a bit more buzz than I'd anticipate as well, Hawaii. So yeah, it's good to be an interesting one to find, uh, to sort of look out. And one thing I want to look out for is, you know, you've seen it yourself, Cole McDonald's sort of throwing action is is quite unique, I would say. Mm. So I want to see if he's kind of changing that up because I think he'll need to if he's going to sort of make a serious fist at being in the NFL. But anyway, let's move on to the sort of main body of games. I know that you want to talk about uh, a certain game in week one between some Ducks and some Tigers.
1: Yeah, really excited for this one. Obviously, Oregon playing Auburn, uh, neutral site, Cowboys Stadium. Mm -hmm. There's been a lot of hype about Auburn this year. Um, And obviously, there's going to be a a big battle at at QB. I mean... I know you are a big fan of this guy, Justin Herbert, potentially the number one overall quarterback draft pick for uh, for next year. He's going to be up against true freshman Bo Nix, um, and yeah, I mean, I am just really excited to see how how this game goes. I mean, mm-hmm. Bo Nix is one of those as many top high school prospects do went through the Elite Eleven program. I watched some of some of that. Uh, he, I believe he was in the class with uh, to his younger brother and Spencer Rattler and Co. And he and he stood out as one of the best guys for sure. Um, so yeah, I mean, he's obviously won the starting job there at, at Auburn. Um yeah just really looking really looking forward to this game again. I mean personally I think um Herbert's experience is going to come out on top here. I think Oregon look really good this year as well. Um so I'm 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 going with an Oregon win but um definitely one to watch for those uh yeah, C- CFB fans.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean like you say it's another sort of look at an, a really young QB in Bo Nix. So that's going to be really interesting from that aspect. I think Auburn are a little bit overrated. I think, you know, the AP brought out their top 25, like it came, became official earlier this week. And I think they're a little bit overrated, just on name value, perhaps. Uh, as, you, yes. as you get with all these schools, obviously, I think we'll come on to Michigan later. And, you know, if we if we mention that again, and I think well, they're the, the most overrated on name value for one. But yeah, no, I've got an Oregon win in this one as well. Um, like you say, Justin Herbert, I think you've hit the, hit the nail on the head there with Justin Herbert's experience. And he's got to show everyone now that, you know, it's now or never from him hit Matt's Oregon. And uh, he'll be looking to cement himself as QB one in this draft class, and you know obviously that's going to be working towards Las Vegas in the draft next April. Certainly, yeah. So I had another, I had another uh, game it circled round on uh, on week one, and that's Utah at BYU. And this is obviously uh, an, an inner Utah battle. They call they call it the Holy War, and uh, I have Utah as favourites for the Pac twelve South. So I'll be interested to see how they cope facing a local rival, which obviously you know will be a high ferocity game. Um, a lot of you've Programme start off with an easy game. You know, week one, week two, we talk about cupcakes quite often, uh, especially for the bigger, bigger programs. But this is going to be a test. And then obviously we know how much the Pac-12 teams beat up on each other all through the regular season. So we're going to see what the Utes are made of uh, early on because you know BYU no mugs, but they're not great either. Um, but obviously the the sort of local rivalry aspect of it sort of is a bit of a leveler a lot of the time. And I'll be really interested to see the Utah defence and how sort of good that can be because I think they've got the best defence in the Pac twelve and one of the best in the country. So I'll be focusing on, you know, Bradley and I, Lecky Foto and Jalen Johnson on their defence and seeing how, how they're kicking off with their season. Sounds good, yeah, yeah. Definitely a game I'm gonna have to keep my eye out for. Definitely. Yeah. Uh yeah, week too. So I'm going to stay in the Pac-12 as well with this one. So this is California at Washington. And obviously, you know, I've just talked about cupcakes and we talked about Jacob Eason. <laughs> uh, the the sort of last week on our QBs podcast, Jacob Eason, you know, he'll have his home coming against Eastern Washington, which might be a bit of a cupcake, um, you know, settling in. And then he's got his second home game in Husky Stadium and then he'll be against California. So I'm going to be looking forward to seeing what he can do. Like I said last week, the talent's there. He just needs to sort of... you know, We need to see it now because obviously he's been sort of out of the game for a year with uh, his... Yeah, just sitting out uh, because of his transfer. And now, yeah, we've got to see it and Washington and I have gotten them down to have a good season again. So, yeah, against a uh, Pac-12 rival as well. that so that'd be, be a really good match early in the season, I think.
1: Yeah, good. Again... Uh... Jacob Eason is, is definitely someone of interest, as we mentioned again on the pod last week, having to having to leave Georgia because of Jake Fromm. Um, so yeah, def- definitely a good
0: game. <laughs> you like to get that one in there. Like to throw that in early
1: yeah. No, definitely a good game to watch. <laughs> what, I mean, what are Cal looking like this year for you personally? I mean, again, I'm not no pro of the Pac-12. Um, what Do you think this is pretty much a Washington walkover? Well, not a walkover, but do you think that they're, they're, they'll win this relatively easily? I
0: definitely have this down as a, a, a Washington win. Sorry, I don't think Cal are going to have that big of a season to be honest. I think I've got them down as one of the, the lesser sort of teams in in the Pac twelve. I don't think they'll be doing a great deal. But I think they'll be awkward. You know they're not a terrible team um but they're not going to be great either. They have and I'm just going to look this up because I cannot remember. They had a they've got a really good safety whose name is blah, 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 blah. Uh, Jalen Hawkins, who had a lot of um, interceptions last year, so obviously that's going to be one to watch for Jacob And if he is her them on down the field, Jalen Hawkins, yeah. sitting deep, and yeah, and seeing if he can sort of add to his sack—not num- uh, sack numbers, interception numbers. Sorry, yeah. So yeah, that's another one to watch, kind of uh, to earmark as well. And you wanted to talk about um, Texas a and versus Clemson yeah, yeah. in Week Two <laughs> as well.
1: Definitely no cupcake in week two here for either of these guys. No, to be fair, um, yeah, I mean just briefly on this one, uh, my standout game for week two, Texas A and M at Clemson. Um, I think the majority of people would safely say that they see Clemson getting a dub here, but I've I've said it throughout a couple of articles already this year, and and it's my bull pick. Um, I can see Texas A and M maybe sort of upsetting the apple cart here. <laughs> at, <laughs> it's it's they run them close last year at Carl Field. Um, I keep going back to it, but Kellen Mond with his talk at SEC Media Day, he obviously fancies himself and he backs himself. Mm-hmm. And Clemson did start slowly last year. Now I know, obviously, Kelly Bryant initially started as QB one, um, and obviously it's going to be potentially a different story with Trevor Lawrence this year. But if if Texas AM and Jimbo start quickly and and Clemson don't, then yeah, I'm I'm going I'm going Texas to win on the Texas A&M to win on the road at Clemson <laughs> in week two. <laughs>
0: I mean, it's not, I mean, I think it's a bit of a spicy take, but it's not sort of one without reason. So I think you've, you've on something a little bit and I wouldn't be, I mean, I would be surprised, but not like, you know, it's not yeah. like a long, not much of a long shot, I think. So yeah, no, I, I respect it. I know you've, you've sort of banged the drum for this one. So yeah, no, I'm definitely happy that you're standing by it and I'm sure people will be in the mentions if it, if it happens and congratulating you. Oh, right?
1: for sure. For sure. Yeah. But I'll probably <laughs>
0: equally get absolutely handed after just saying it anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what it's all about. Exactly. <laughs> okay, uh, moving on to week three. Not a great deal to look at. Maybe maybe one or two that stood out. I think we mentioned Iowa versus Iowa State, yeah, um, which obviously is a local sort of battle. Uh, Stanford-UCF should be a pair of decent teams heading off against each other. And then we got quite an interesting one, Clemson at Syracuse, which obviously was really, really close last year. Clemson coming back to win that one really late. And then a couple of notable ones in the SEC with Alabama, South Carolina, and Florida versus Kentucky. What are we saying for those games, just briefly? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've got
1: Alabama win and Florida win. Um, pretty straightforward, I think. Um, just to make in a quick point back on the Iowa-Iowa State game, um, mm-hmm. the, any seniors that left Iowa last year would have uh, had full bragging rights as they've, they've, they've beaten Iowa State the past four seasons. Um, and, I mean, it, but both teams looked impressive to me last year. And, I mean, they've both been ranked in the preseason top 25. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Iowa State call something out of the bag there um, but yeah I think Stanford UCF will be interesting UCF I mean Stanford are the kind of game that like, t- type of team that UCF need to be beating well if they really think mm. they deserve a, t- uh, a shot at the top spot like they've sort of been shouting about the last two seasons um, yeah, yeah. but yeah that Clemson Syracuse definitely one to watch as well
0: mm. yeah so what we're what we going for picks wise picks wise yeah, sorry okay uh,
1: do you know what I'm, I've, I sort of said that well, I wouldn't be surprised either, but I'm going Iowa Iowa to beat Iowa State I'm going UCF to beat Stanford I'm going Clemson over Syracuse uh, and then as mentioned Bama to beat South Mm -hmm. Carolina and Florida to beat Kentucky
0: yeah, I think I'd agree with all those. Apart from, I think I would switch out uh, UCF and I'd put Stanford <laughs> in there. because obviously got to wrap my pack of 12. Of course, of course. So, yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, it may be
1: more sort of wishful thinking as well, but I just, as much as it did annoy a lot of people, I did quite rate the UCF sort of unbeaten streak and, and the kind of hype they were sort of giving themselves. So it'd be interesting <laughs> to see how they go this year and getting a win against Stanford would definitely be a, a feather in the cap.
0: Sure, yeah, no, I respect it. And also, like you say, I think you make a really good point that these are the type of games that UCF have got to take. You know, if they they are going to respect it nationally and, you know, get that sort of uh, recognition that they deserve. So, yeah, moving on to week four and moving on to Stanford again. So, I think this is where um, we saw a great battle last year with Oregon at Stanford. And then that's uh, my game for week four. This one went to overtime uh, last year. And it was Paulson Adebo, the the corner for Stanford, that made the decisive play at the end of the game, getting the pass deflection. Uh, and now he's my cornerback too going into this season. So I'll be seeing if he can keep Justin Herbert uh, to only play on one side of the field and stay away from him because I think that's what quite a lot of offences are going to be doing with Paulson Adebo. He's really, really talented. And then I think you've got a nice matchup over the middle with uh, Colby Parkinson, the tight ends from Stanford, and Troy Dye, who's the talented Oregon linebacker. So, yeah, I think that's going to be a good one. Uh, again, I'm going to go for Oregon because I think they're going to have a really good season. And But this one's going to be really, really close. I think this is going to be definitely one to circle on the calendars for us.
1: Yeah. Is, yeah, great matchup again, and, and for me personally, there's a, there's another big one in week four, which is uh, Notre Dame versus Georgia. Um, go Bulldogs! <laughs> but um, yeah, huge game for both programs. I mean, realistically, it's the first test for Georgia, um, and and for Notre Dame, who've got a stronger, I'd say, uh, schedule this year than last. Is a chance for them to kind of prove their semifinal uh, semifinal seeding worth from last year, playoff selection from last year. I mean, I know that the, the, the team will have changed slightly, but still, as we know, like as an independent school they realistically need a 12-0 or at least an 11-1 season to realistically make mm. it to the playoffs so um, yeah the Fartanaro schedule is tougher this year but um, Notre Dame v Georgia um, obviously going to still pick Georgia <laughs>
0: yeah of course <laughs> got to go that home, yeah. home field and um, I was talking to Rob, obviously, who we we know on the front, uh, the fantasy podcast, and at uh, the Full Ten Yards. He's obviously a Notre Dame fan, and I was telling him that I think Notre Dame will lose two games this season, and I think they'll lose against Georgia in that game, and then I think they'll lose against Stanford in their final regular season game. So yeah, I've got Georgia to win that one as well. So week number five, what do you have here?
1: Yeah, so I think you actually had a game that you. Um that actually looks like decent to talk about I get for me personally there was not a lot that jumped out um i mean there's a chance that ohio state versus nebraska could be a big game um i mean obviously both will probably need to be unbeaten going into it uh, for it to mm-hmm. matter um uh, yeah i mean i think they probably both will be i mean nebraska have colorado week 2 but yeah other than that i mean sec wise uh I make sure I have to mention uh, texas yeah, M- of course. Tex and we've got Arkansas uh, Mississippi state've got Auburn which could be important again if both if both teams start mm. well um, and then Kentucky South Carolina yeah again um not
0: not a huge week for me week five before I move on to the game that I want to mention just wanted to bring up a couple of things and just get your opinion on a couple of those first of all I'll go for SEC um obviously Tamu versus Arkansas in the SEC, is that about as much of a cupcake as you can get? Arkansas, not great.
1: Yeah, I'd go as far to say that, especially on last season's performance. And um, they they're supposed supposedly going to be stronger this year. I mean, we hope they're stronger this year. Um, but mm. yeah, I mean, for me, that's that's a Tammy win easily.
0: Yeah, easily. I can't see Arkansas doing a great deal. No. Uh, and then I just wanted to sort of bring back to the Ohio State versus Nebraska. Yeah. And just talk about Nebraska for a little while because you know they're ranked number twenty four uh pre-season is that a bit high
1: i mean for you probably i'd I'd again i'd be alive if i'd
0: say i was an expert and really I mean,
1: a bit of a strange season last
0: year right mm, yeah for sure And i just think you know they've got adrian martinez they've got scott frost which is which is brilliant you know both both very good at what they do um but I just think I've got to see it before I start to believe it. And to rank a team, although it's only 24 out of 25, but to rank them in the top 25, I think it's just a bit rich for me.
1: Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. I definitely agree with that. It, it does seem, um, yeah. Again, following the name, I mean, following the coaching staff, following the QB. Maybe, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah.
0: If, if Nebraska start, and you know we were talking about week five, and if they are like 4-0, and like you say, they do have to play Colorado, which will be a difficult game. I think if they... I'll do more by that time. Yeah, I'll 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 say yeah. Maybe they they are as good as that, or maybe it should be a touch higher. But you know, sat here just before week zero, no games played. I like I say I need to see it before I believe it. Yeah. Personally, anyway, so yeah, uh, my game that I wanted to mention for week five is out in the Pac-12, of course, and that's uh, UCLA at Arizona. Now. Yeah, obviously, you know, I've talked about the Wildcats in Arizona and Arizona and the hype of Khalil Tate and JJ Taylor, but they could be three and zero after this, after a pretty easy-ish opening schedule, entering a run of run of conference games. And I think that UCLA aren't going to be great. So, you know, if they can go four and zero and they're really sort of rolling, I think that's one to watch. Just from that aspect, really, I don't think it's going to be a great game. Yep. I expect it to be quite one-sided. But if, like we've mentioned before with other teams, if they're sort of unbeaten by this stage, I think it's one to watch, and then you you can like, take take more notice of Arizona moving forward. Then I think.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely.
0: Again, week six, not nothing hugely um, <laughs> nothing, sort of that no. jumps out. I think we both sort of circled UCF at uh, versus Cincinnati in the American. Yeah, obviously not a not a conference that we're going to cover a great deal, but this is definitely a matchup between two of the better teams in that conference.
1: Yeah, certainly, and again, I mean, I sort of circled Cincinnati as well because I sort of I didn't mention it just then because I obviously don't think I state will actually have a real issue getting past in week two, but. Cincinnati went 11-2 last year, um, and they they did really score points of fun. Uh, They finished with an average of 34.9 points per game, which was ranked 23 out of the 130 uh, college football teams. Um, And then, of course, we know quite a lot about UCF, (laughs) their claim to be national champions uh, in (laughs) the 2017 season, having a perfect record again last season until losing to uh, LSU. Um, But... Yeah, I think it could be a high-scoring, enjoyable game to watch. I mean, we we still don't know what UCF are going to look like without Mackenzie Milton and uh, mm. Brandon Wimbush is really going to have to step up. Um, obviously, having having left Notre Dame. Um, mm. But yeah, I think I mean again with a week that had nothing really stand out, I think UCF Cincinnati could definitely be a be a great game to watch.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, instead of just watching like you know a big team versus a small team, you could sort of watch like a nice matchup, and it might not be the highest quality, but yeah, no, definitely. And then see just with Cincinnati. I think um, when me and Rob did the first college podcast, he was sort of uh, talking up Michael Warren for the Cincinnati running back. So he could be sort of one to watch if we were sort of thinking, you know, sort of doing a little bit of scouting uh, for the draft in a few months' time. Week seven, quite a big one. Quite a big game in week seven. Yeah, just just a a small matter of a certain rivalry. (laughs) Cannot wait for this one. Yeah, Red River rivalry, Oklahoma versus Texas. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. I expect this to be a typical Big Twelve shootout. Uh, obviously, my houseman candidate Jalen Hurts yeah. <laughs> versus someone who I have talked down, for, you know, in Sam Ellinger in the preseason. So yeah, this is a sort of watching uh, watching two people who sort of I've got opposite opinions on go head to head. And yeah, I think they've got a good supporting cast. You know, we've got CD Lamb over in Oklahoma, yeah. and we've got Colin Johnson, who I'm a big fan of. I'm a big fan of both actually. You know, being the sort of uh, the Robins, the Batman's of the quarterbacks. So, yeah, how do you see this one going?
1: Yeah, I mean, I can't really add too much to that. You covered it very well. I think if I mean if if it's half as exciting as last year's game, then we're mm. in for a in for a serious treat. Um, for me personally, again, just uh, pick wise, sort of jumping on the Jaden Hurts uh, wagon along with yourself. Um, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm I'm going Oklahoma here. Um, but yeah, really, really excited for this one. It's circled. I mean, my I, I do have a focus elsewhere uh, in Week Seven, but there's there's no danger that I'm not watching the Red River rivalry. <laughs>
0: Yeah, definitely. It's definitely going to be one to uh, to set your set your alarms for and set your calendars for for sure. Um, yeah, I, I have Oklahoma. I have Oklahoma going undefeated this season, so right. I definitely have Oklahoma. But I do think that this is going to be a tough one. I do think they're dangerous because, uh, like I say, you know, Ellinger is a fun quarterback. He's definitely going to be it's up for this one. He definitely seems the sort of character that likes the big games. So yeah, no, I'm. I'm uh, I think it's a dangerous one for Oklahoma. And it's if he's going to drop one, it's going to be this one. Week eight a uh, big game in the Pac-12, uh, that is Oregon at Washington. So obviously, big rivalry in the Pac-12 North. I think this is going to be huge in the title race uh, in that division. And uh, yeah, it's going to be another chance to see what Justin Herbert's made of, because obviously he's going to have to go into Seattle and he's going to, have to go into the hostile environment and he's going to have to perform. And um, yeah, I think it's going to be really, really sort of a big litmus test for him to see sort of where he's at. And uh, yeah, I think it's just going to be a really good game. It always is between these two rivals. And then I mentioned him before, but Troy Die going against uh, Savion Ahmed, the running back for Washington. I think that'd be a good battle as well. So yeah, no, I'm really looking forward to that one. Obviously, that's the sort of crown, the the duel in the crown of the pac Twelve at the moment. These two teams for me, certainly. Do you have any other
1: uh, any other games that sort of jump out at you week
0: eight? Yeah, I thought that week eight was quite a good one. I know it's on on the notes that we sort of sent each other. You didn't didn't fancy a lot in week eight, but I thought it was a really good a really good uh, week actually. Okay, <laughs> uh, just for another just for a couple of prospects really more than the matchups maybe. Uh, there's Duke at Virginia, um, which game for me, which is really one that I was watching last year and sort of through the summer uh, for Bryce Hall, the corner that I've got as my number one corner going through the season. And this is the the game that put him on the map for me last year. Uh, he was obviously against Daniel Jones, who's now of the New York Giants, uh, because Bryce Hall allowed a 0.0 passer rating when these two guys faced off against each other. Obviously, Daniel Jones isn't going to be there, but it's another another chance for Bryce Hall to put in another you know, big performance, I, th- I feel. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. And then just another little one uh, in the Mountain West. And obviously, we were talking about Jordan Love last week. And how much love he's getting. And um, yeah, we, we've seen sort of the big analysts sort of jump on his bandwagon a little bit. So this is going to be a nice chance to check in on him against a good another good Mountain West team in Nevada. Uh, so yeah, just going to see those two face off and him get a bit of a test in his conference, in conference play, which obviously this, with the stakes always a bit higher. Yeah.
1: And and to so so that I don't completely besmirch week eight, um, I feel like I should give an notable <laughs> mention to uh, three of the SEC games going on because I think there's going to be two definite um and potentially three unbeaten teams playing um in SEC matches that week as well so bama are playing tennessee i don't expect tennessee to get to, to, to get anything out of that game but i i have mm-hmm. alabama unbeaten until then which i think most people do i've got uh, georgia at kentucky which um which again, I mean, Kentucky obviously lost those key players last year, such mm. as Benny Snell, but I also have Georgia unbeaten until now. So, um, I mean, what, as soon as you start getting seven, eight wins and you, you want to be careful that you don't slip up. And then um, LSU, Mississippi State. LSU do have Texas week two and Florida week six, but I I kind of fancy them in both of those games. So um, I think we could have LSU, Georgia and Bama all playing um, SEC, conference ma- oh, SEC matches um, with an mm. unbeaten record. So it could, could be all eyes on, on those three that weekend.
0: Yeah, it's definitely going to be sort of sorting the men from the boys almost in the SEC in that weekend, isn't it? If that is the case and they're all unbeaten. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll just move on to week nine. Uh, I think you had a few that you wanted to mention on this one, didn't you?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, there was a, there was definitely a couple of games that I'll, I'll definitely be following um, that weekend. Um, obviously, Notre Dame versus uh, Michigan. um So really, really excited to see how much the stack up this year in comparison to to last year. Obviously, we already mentioned in the pod that they play Georgia week four, which will have them at a one loss for me. Um, Whereas I Mm. think Michigan could be unbeaten at this point for sure. I mean, they play Iowa, who I think are probably... Uh, the toughest game up until now, but um, yeah, I mean an unbeaten Michigan versus a uh, one-loss Notre Dame, um, obviously ranked nine seven in the preseason, AP twenty-five. Yeah, just 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 a game that's really going to be interesting for me.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. I think, like you say, a, a matchup between two big programs as well and two story programs. But yeah, I think I don't think I rate uh, Michigan quite as highly as you do. I think they could run some uh, trouble with Wisconsin and also Iowa as well. I don't really yeah, yeah, rate Wisconsin, them too much. Point, so yeah, no, this could, yeah. you know, if all goes badly, and I'm talking worst case scenario here for U.M., uh, this could be their third loss of the season, and they could be uh, out of there. I think you know in terms of. Any aspirations for the well, any bowl games or anything like that, really? Yeah, good, good way to look at it. Well, I am <laughs> looking from at... the win perspective, but no, no, you're right. So I'm looking at from it a right. negative point. Yeah, of I view. forgot
1: Wisconsin as well. To be fair, yeah, <laughs> both, both them and I were going to definitely going to give them mm. the game.
0: <laughs> so yeah, go on. Um, what have you got going on in the SEC this in week nine?
1: Uh, well, Auburn versus LSU, again, I, this is all kind of, you know, they could be important match-ups depending on how their seasons have gone so far. Mm. Again, we've already mentioned Auburn tipped to go well this year and I thought LSU could be pretty much in an unbeaten um, position. Um, and then the other one, which, I mean, I'll touch on an actual fixture with them, I think, later on, which I uh, which I think they will lose. But I, again, at the start of this year, kind of picked... uh. Mizzou to be like my sleeper team mm-hmm. in the SEC. Mm-hmm. Um, my bold prediction um, of them being eight and uh by the time they they, they play Kentucky um, and and sort of Kelly Bryant leading the way could could make Mizzou versus uh, Kentucky a very important um, game that weekend.
0: Definitely, I think like you say, I think it's all uh, you know by this point in the season we're talking about you know two months into the season it's quite a lot of speculation, yeah, isn't yeah. it? You know, yeah. but yeah, no, you're right. It's it could be a big matchup, especially if like, you are right on the on the Mizzou hype. Th-
1: yeah, definitely.
0: So I'm gonna I'm gonna completely miss out week ten because oh no, you did have one for week ten, didn't you? Sorry, I've misread. Go <laughs> no on. It's an SEC all. one, so you go ahead.
1: I've got one. It's the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. <laughs> <laughs> Georgia play Florida, um, and oh, I mean, yeah, I mean. Uh, well, where do I begin? I think obviously I'm hoping Georgia are unbeaten at yes. this point. <laughs> I think Florida could be unbeaten at this point, but again, they've got LSU. I'm, I'm not entirely sure. I just have—I don't know what it is. We're so far away from this game right now, but I just have this horrible feeling in my stomach that Florida are just going to come into come into Athens and upset the party. Um,
0: They'd love that. <laughs> I mean,
1: yeah, oh, there's so much so Georgia won down in Jacksonville last year. Um, I mean these fan bases hate each other. Like I saw a lot of the hype on like social media around like the game before the last fixture. Um yeah, I mean for me it's just it's a standout game in week ten, one to watch. Hopefully both teams will have pretty strong winning records. Um so it a lot will matter. I've I've got as I said, I got I got Georgia seven and at this point I have got Florida six and one at this point. I think they'll no lose to either Auburn or LSU mm-hmm. um, prior to this. But um, yeah, I mean my pick's obviously Florida. But the, um, sorry, what am I saying? My pick's obviously Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> <Freudian> <laughs> is terrible podcasting from me. <laughs> yeah. um, my pick's obviously Georgia. But um, yeah, watch out for Florida that week. Yeah, definitely.
0: Uh, tasty matchup. edge. A tasty matchup on and off the field for that one. So week eleven, obviously another few tasty matchups in this one. Uh, I think we've gone too long now without mentioning one of the best wide receivers in college football. Uh, and in week in week eleven, we get to see Stanford at Colorado, which will be Lavisca Schnort. I'll be on the on the radar for me, uh, and it'll be against Paulson Debo. Obviously, I mentioned before to my favourite players on in the Pac-12, to be honest with you. Um, and it's a it's a bit of a weird one because obviously Adebo will probably be asked to shadow the best receiver from the other team a lot of the time, as, as you know, a lot of people and coaches do with their best corner. But Sean moves around so much, he's such a versatile weapon, he'll end up in the backfield, he'll be wide, he'll be in the slot, he might even play some wildcat quarterback. But Adebo's not going to be able to do that, so I think it's going to be interesting to see how Stanford respond and I think that'll be another really good Pac-12 battle. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to that one.
1: Yeah, that's the yeah that that will definitely be a great game. Um, my week eleven uh, pick is again a, a, an all conference SEC match with LSU and Alabama. Um, obviously, sort of dubbed a rivalry, but I mean it's been rather one sided mm-hmm. over the past few years. Um, early two thousands, yeah, LSU were were the team uh, in this fixture, but Bama have won the last seven straight. Um, I think unless Tua gets injured, it will be eight straight after this year (laughs) but i mean i mean i know again we, we we often mention him and i know you're a big fan but the one thing that LSU have got this year, I mean, and they have done last year as well, but their defense is class. And mm. Obviously, Grant Delpit, yeah, number one defensive back in college football, really, and um, yeah, it would just be super interesting to see if he, can, him, and the Tigers' defense can uh, can slow two in the Crimson side. That exactly, side down.
0: exactly. Yeah, I know Delpit. Exactly, he's going to be he's going to be used as that eraser, but he can only he can only erase one person at a time. And unfortunately, Alabama, exactly. have just got too many options. Um, <laughs> yeah. I just want to sort of make a service announcement to the whole of the college world. Can someone get LSU a quarterback? Because, you know, they could be really dangerous <laughs> if they actually had a quarterback at Woo-hoo. some point. Because, you know, they have never had a quarterback. Like, can you remember the last time LSU had a good quarterback? Because I can't. No. They need a good quarterback. No. And then they might be able to actually make some noise, you know, talking about, you know, the, the Final Four and maybe, you know, t- pushing towards a night. Because... They always have a good defense. They've always got good players. They've always got good running backs. They've always got good linebackers. You know, they. You know, I was doing that supply line, and you know, they've always got good players apart from quarterbacks. So, Ed recruit a good <laughs> quarterback. Yeah, anyone out there? <laughs> yeah, just like go out and get a good quarterback. Obviously, the South and Louisiana is you know it's a wash with talent. I'm sure they can find a good one somewhere. Anyway, that's my that's my sort of half a rant over with. I think you sort of alluded <laughs> to this game earlier, but you want to mention another Georgia game.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously following Georgia closely this season, but this is a uh, Missouri versus Georgia, um, and again, without sounding like a broken record, if they do go as well as I think they will, and I think they could be eight and eight before this game, um, and George will be unbeaten at this point as well. It will be huge. I mean. I know Missouri aren't bowl eligible this year, but I mean, I'm sure they'll want nothing more than to upset the party in the SEC East. Um, again, I, I I do think Kelly Bryant will go well. Um, so I think again, it's speculation because mm. it is completely based on how Mizzou's season goes. But um, yeah, if if it has gone well, then Missouri Georgia that week as well definitely a game to look out for.
0: Yeah, definitely. I just wanted to touch on one thing that you mentioned, obviously about being or not being bowl eligible. Is that I'm sure Missouri will want to have such a good season that they'll be. Sort of pointing at their season, saying, "Well, we would have been in a bowl." You know, that's how they want their season to go. They don't want it to be a non-factor. They want to be sort of saying that we should have been, we should have been in a bowl game, and and we will be next year because obviously we're going to be that good again. So yeah, no, it's a good one. It's uh, it's definitely one to watch. Uh, Week twelve has definitely got a tasty matchup on and off the field. Obviously, we saw a bit of controversy in this one last year. We've obviously got the Michigan versus Michigan State game, and obviously we (laughs) saw Devin Bush. Wiping his feet all over the, <laughs> the the Spartans logo and and scuffing that right up and obviously caused like a lot of controversy. So this one will have sort of uh, a lot of heat, even more so than usual. Obviously Bush isn't going to be there, but yeah, this is another big one. And I fa- quite fancy Michigan State to be the better team out of these two this year. I'm really down on Michigan this year.
1: Okay, nice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just carrying on from that point, Devin Bush is, that that sort of scuffing up the Spartans logo with his cleats before the game was, um, yeah, I've. Uh, so exactly why I tune into uh, <laughs> college football live on a Saturday. It was, uh, it was, yeah, it was. It was really good to see. Love the passion. Love the rivalry. And yeah. As you say, I mean, if you've got Michigan State up this year, then this could be a, um, another another loss for Harbour okay, going by what we've been saying <laughs> this season.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'll probably get people in my mentions now talking about Michigan and, and how down I am on them. But I just, I don't know. I think they're really overrated this year. And uh, yeah, I think this could be another loss. I think uh, I think Michigan State are going to be quite decent. Not not you know, I don't think they're going to be challenging at the top of the, the Big Ten. You know, I think Ohio State have got that wrapped up. But I do think they're gonna be quite decent. I think they're a quite a tough team, good defence, quite experienced defence, and uh yeah, they've got a couple of playmakers down there. You know, Kenny Kenny Willoughkee's the the edge is is quite good, I like him. Uh we're moving on to week thirteen and you know, this would be like watching a two kids fight if you had some, wouldn't it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it would basically be that, yeah. Uh <laughs> it's it's hard to I mean so as 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 I made, uh, made clear at the start of uh, the very first podcast we did, uh, week before last oh, last week, sorry. Um, if I if I was to support a team from the SEC, I couldn't pick one and have to go uh, with Georgia in the East and Texas A&M in the West. Mm-hmm. Um, and Week thirteen <laughs> provides us with exactly that matchup. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, quite a pivotal yeah, was- stage of the season as well.
1: Very p- p- uh, that pivotal stage of the season, sorry. Yeah, again, I don't think, I think we've, we've already sort of discussed, I think a lot of people have discussed just how tough uh, Texas AM schedule is this year, even with that crazy bold prediction of mine against Clemson. <laughs> I can't see them, I can't see, I think they'd probably have lost at least two, well, definitely two, maybe three games this year um, up to this point. Georgia obviously will be hoping to, well, I think they'll be. Clearly, top of the SECs, but I think they'll be obviously hoping to have the perfect season heading into uh, the SEC national championship game. And yeah, I mean, there's just this talent all o- talent all over the place on the Georgia side, yeah. um, and. Yeah, really excited to watch that game. Really excited to watch it. I mean, I, it's it's bad because I shouldn't really lean towards <laughs> one child, should you? You should probably like both your children the same, as you say. Uh, but I, I I am feeling Georgia this year for sure. Of course,
0: yeah. You can't you can't give up on Jake from at the last I moment. I can't give up can can on you? Jake. Maybe when Jake moves on, then we'll have to reassess. <laughs> yeah, when he's all grown up and gone to the NFL. Yeah. And then obviously week fourteen, we we'll just move on to that one. Uh, obviously, it's rivalry yeah. week. Uh, is the tradition in the college it's football? Crazy it's a lot of there's a lot of games uh, i only picked out one but there's any you know, other whole host so obviously we've got the egg ball mississippi state uh versus all miss we've got the apple cup washington versus washington state obviously we've got the the big matchup that you mentioned last week with clemson versus south carolina and the little brother the one uh, and we'll be you know <laughs> we'll be waiting uh what would it be late late november will it be Wait, late January? I'm getting all my calendars wrong. it would be later in the year, anyway, before I make a fool of myself. And, you know, we've (laughs) we've got our uh, red pen circled on the calendar for that one. Uh, We've got Georgia versus Georgia Tech, Oklahoma versus Oklahoma State, um, Florida versus State versus Florida, Notre Dame versus Stanford, which is the traditional uh, game that they always play together, Oregon, Oregon State, Cal versus UCLA. And then we've got Michigan versus Ohio State, which obviously could be very, very important in the Big Ten, you know, if... Michigan having a decent season, that could be one and two. If not, it could be Ohio State putting the file nail in Harbaugh's coffin before he gets fired. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not that I'm predicting that, of course, but you know, it could be it could turn out to be that way. So yeah, loads of loads of um loads of uh, big games to, to sort of look out for in week fourteen. Any yeah. that particular stand out one- for you out of all them or maybe another one?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, there's, there's one other one that I'm I mean, not so much uh, as, as fierce a rivalry, but obviously, yeah, uh, we've got Texas A&M versus LSU as well. Um, and everyone know after last year's seven overtime mm-hmm. thriller, um, then I, I expect another big game. And again, personally, just from the strength of of both teams, um, that, that for me is going to be the decider of who comes second in the SEC West. I know it doesn't really matter that much, but um, both teams finished with uh, very similar records this year, if not the same winning record, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Um, yeah, it, I think that would be a big game. But if I had to pick one, I mean, there's so many to choose from. But like, just again, just because we've mentioned it, I just the SEC media day, the little brother remarks about South Carolina. I think Clemson, South Carolina, uh, the, South Carolina could be there to really upset the party come the end of the season.
0: Yeah, they would love that, wouldn't they? As we said before. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm looking forward to that one. Obviously, there's a lot of football to be played before then, but uh, yeah, obviously rivalry week at the end of the season is always a massive one. Um, Just outside of all those two, I sort of left... So this one's free. I think this one could be quite a big one at the top of the big Ten with Iowa and Nebraska. Obviously, as we mentioned yeah. earlier, we've got Nebraska who, you know, might be, by this time, they might have proven that they are actually the real deal. And the same could go for Adrian Martinez. And by that time, AJ Epinesa could be the most feared pass rusher in college football. And he could be sort of playing himself into contention for perhaps even the number one overall pick in Las Vegas. And, uh, you know, it's going to be watching one versus the other. So that matchup really intrigues me, especially because it will be literally right at the end of the season or end of the regular season. And, um, you know, after that, then these two players, well, not Martinez actually, sorry, mistake from me. uh, Epinesa will be looking towards the draft and sort of seeing what sort of how his season has sort of made him fair and uh, how his draft stock is going to be affected. So, yeah, no, I've got that one uh, earmarked as well towards the end of the season. And then, obviously, we'll go into bowl season and, and playoff season and you know, all this excitement that comes with that. Just on that, we're going to um, have a, I think we'll have a, maybe a series of articles or a group article coming out on the website quite yeah. soon uh, where the four college writers that we've got on staff at the moment, myself, Tom, Thomas and Trevor, will all be giving our top twenty-fives uh, pre-season and then we'll give our sort of bowl predictions and playoff predictions and obviously the winner as well. So, yeah, that's that. Um, So, yeah, no, loads to look forward to. Um, Can't wait for it to begin, to be honest with you. Obviously, we've got – it feels like a million years (laughs) ago since we actually spoke about Week Zero – but yeah, no, looking forward to that one. And
1: now, and now you're at the point where you've got to consider sacking off your girlfriend sister's wedding just to make the game. <laughs> yeah, I'm well, joking. you know, I mean, I
0: mean, I might be watching it with a beer in hand and might fall asleep to the end or something like that. BT I don't sports know. sports on the phone
1: is a dream. Yeah, exactly, exactly.
0: Uh, so yeah, no, no I'll uh, I'll be looking forward to that one, and obviously you will be as well. So, yeah, let's wrap up. Uh, obviously, that was brilliant. I really enjoyed that. It's really whetted my appetite for the college football season to begin. I hope it's done the same for everyone else who's listened. Tom, if I had to put you down one game, put you on the spot, as I always do at the end. <gasps> I said I wouldn't, but yeah, I am going to. Uh, <laughs> out of all the games that we spoke about, which one are you looking forward to the most?
1: Oh, I can't believe you've done that yeah. to me again. <laughs> um, no, no, I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> let's be... I am. Look, do you have one in mind currently? Because I, I'm not going to try and get like shy away from giving you an answer here. I just want to quickly look over these ones I've picked. And, uh, no, that's fine. I I'll go ahead then while you're sort of looking through for perhaps one of surprise for you. Sorry, uh, I think
0: sorry. we we sort of mentioned it in the middle of the season. I think the Red River rivalry this year yeah. is just <laughs> going to be so good. Obviously, I've I've spoke about Jalen Hurts. We mentioned it earlier, and I think Texas is going to be a good team. Um, I still think that they're only going to lose one or two games this year so they're going to be very, very good and Oklahoma, who I've obviously got to go and beaten, and that'll be a really big test especially, you know, a big rivalry game you know, we've talked about tests all these teams have got throughout the season at various points but sometimes you do the big test is against your biggest rival and that's what we've got for both these teams and they'll both have aspirations of winning the, the, the uh, Big 12, sorry so yeah, no, I think that'll be a huge one right in the middle of the season as well
1: yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, for, my, for my, I mean, there's a couple that stand out. I am obviously really excited about Texas a and at Clemson.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I'm extremely actually excited, but without really sort of having, like knowing too much about it, it's like coming into it the last few weeks, the chat and the build-up, I'm really looking forward to Oregon and Auburn, actually. Week one, mm. I think, will be a great game. Um, but the standout one for me this year, you have to go to week 10, and it's that world's largest outdoor cocktail party. <laughs> it's uh, Georgia versus Florida. Uh, Georgia are unbeaten at this point for me Florida I have with probably one loss but they could easily also be unbeaten it's all been LSU are the only two teams that I'm thinking could trip them up on the way there and uh, yeah that that will be a huge game if both teams are unbeaten uh, trying, to, trying to trying to go
0: 8-0 Yeah no, that would be a superb one I think and like you say it's got that off-field spice to it as well sort of the rivalry yeah. on and off the field so that would be a good one as we mentioned So just uh, just before we wrap up, uh, obviously, I've mentioned article wise, we're looking to do our sort of predictions and stuff like that. And that'll be out hopefully this weekend uh, if we can get everyone together and get that out. What What else are you thinking about writing about recently? Just to just sort of go off a bit off topic and just do a bit of housekeeping.
1: Yeah, I no, what well, I mean I was initially just thinking about getting out my win loss totals. Um obviously I did an SEC preview a couple of weeks ago which you can check out of the full 10 yards in the college football section. Um but yeah, doing just a straight up, not too much uh, talking around um around the around the issues just what I think the yeah, win loss predictors are. Um I'm also just really really excited to um For the season to get started, to start Mm. watching the matches, to start making notes on players, picking up on guys that I may not have known too much about and and really talking about who who I think stands out in the early few weeks of the season and who perhaps might flop.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. That sounds great. Uh, Yeah, so eyes peeled for that, everyone. Um, so that would that would just be for the SEC that you would just be that win and loss total for? Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, most probably. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm definitely not against writing about the rest of the uh, oh, of, course, football, of course. but yeah, I mean, the focus on the SEC, I'm keen to see, obviously. I mean, I've, I've kind of got this, I'm hoping that as my sleeper team, sort of Missouri, do something this year so that I can kind of have that going on the side as mm-hmm. well throughout the season, but... Um, yeah, really excited. I mean, just the quarterbacks in general this year are extremely exciting. I'm sure we'll probably all be wanting to write articles about it. But especially going back to like the transfer portal, looking at how Hurts gets on, looking at how Fields gets on. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, we know kind of what's happened today. Tate. Um, but yeah, just looking at, looking at the rest of the qu- quarterbacks across college football. Um, teams this season will also be exciting I'm sure
0: yeah for sure no, what, about,
1: what about yourself anything
0: Anything in particular so I'm, I've am i kind of left the book open a little bit for myself I, I'm going to see sort of who stands out in week one and I may, might do a little player um, sort of a player sort of rundown sort of profile on that player who sort of stands out in week, week zero or week one and you know if it's someone who maybe is a little bit under the radar maybe do a little profile on that person so I'm leaving it open sort of seeing who stands out first and foremost yeah Cool. Okay, let's wrap it up. Uh, I hope you enjoyed listening to us. Uh, Don't forget to give us both a follow on Twitter. My handle is Wakefield90 and Tom's is boz blogs <laughs> cool so yeah give us both a follow hope you enjoyed what we're what we're doing here over at the full 10 yards cfb obviously if you want to give the main account a follow uh, the account is at cfb on twitter uh, at full 10 yards cfb sorry messed that one up there um yeah. anyway sorry, i just
1: realized i missed up my own twitter handle anyway it's actually <laughs> blogs boz not boz blogs but uh, there we go <laughs> for <two> there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> anyway uh yeah so yeah give us a follow uh, we're obviously both idiots so obviously we'll be having a lot of <laughs> <on Twitter. laughs> Um, but yeah, yeah. No, hopefully you'll stick with us for our our hot takes and our football knowledge on the, the college side of things so yeah i hope you've enjoyed listening to us don't forget to like sir, like subscribe rate and share retweet everything that we do and yeah we'd like you we'd like to thank you for your support so yeah we'll run this one out with a goodbye from tom that's a goodbye from me and it's a goodbye from me so we'll see you on the other side people and uh yeah i hope you all enjoy week zero go dogs Thanks for listening to the podcast. For all your football needs, check out our website, Full10Yards.com, or follow us on Twitter at Full10YardsCFB. And remember, keep those eyes peeled.